The views, information, or opinions expressed during the filming of this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not represent any church affiliation of host. Ray Nall Ken, I want to welcome you to the Not Safe for Church podcast where I am your host, Ray Nall Kent. I want to welcome my co-host today. I got Luna Daniel in the studio. Come on. Coming in hot. I got Julie Kim back. Hello. From the first episode. You are here in the building. I don't even know I should still read the first part because, like, I don't even really sing at churches right now. I'm on a pause after last week. But, um, yeah, a lot has transpired in a week. Mighty God. Yes. Right. Let me do these ads because, come on, if we don't have these ads, we don't do this show. So if you have a business or you want to do something on here, let me tell you something. Call me. I'll get you on the show. You send your coins and I'll tell everybody about what you got going on. Okay. Praise the Lord. All right. Bell Solar and Electrical System. They're woman owned and operated. Been in business for 15 years. The best of Las Vegas for the last two years in a row for solar and electrical categories. A plus with the Better Business Bureau. Founding partners with Henderson Silver Knights. The CEO was awarded Forbes 30 under 30. The CRO was on episode eight. Check that out. They are all about giving back. They have given back over $100,000 to nonprofits. Check out Bell Solar and Electrical Systems today and make sure you tell them Ray Naught sent you, okay? Say Ray Naught sent you so I can get a little bit of money. Hallelujah. So I can keep on doing this podcast and mind my business. All right. I want to also do Jubilant Jewels really quick. They're a husband and wife duo. Been in business for five years. They're all, they have a lot of accessories. I mean, so much jewelry. I mean, you will be blinged out, okay? Shining, 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 shining. All right. It's going to be five dollars is the price point and they have some stuff that's a little bit more than five dollars but i'm telling you it's very affordable they're the top percentile in their industry six-figure sales and shop their inventory today myjumilandjewels.com use the code nsfc for free shipping nsfc for free shipping all right this is my last thing i'm just doing all the ads in the beginning so we can get to the show and i don't get caught up like i did last week all right this episode is brought to you by this fantastic blog post it is called wearinghighwaters.wordpress.com. I love this family. It's an awesome blog. Check it out. And yeah, we're going to get into our show. We have to start this episode like we start every episode with an altar call. Some of you may be asking, what is an altar call? An altar call is what we call our brothers and sisters who may be in need of prayer. And let me tell you somebody who may be in need of prayer. It's not even on this paper. Did y'all see Jocelyn Hernandez this weekend? <laughs> Actually, one of our, our friends, one of the saints that clearly need prayer sent it to me. I was very shocked. <laughs> okay, so recently, uh, Jocelyn Hernandez. Do you know Jocelyn Hernandez? I don't even know who that is. Okay, so if you watch Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, um, Stevie J, um, he used to date this girl named Jocelyn Hernandez. They have a baby together. Um, and uh, she was on a stage singing her song, like, do it like it's my B-Day. Do it like it's my B-Day. <laughs> and next thing you know, she had the Janet Jackson ministry. And she had well, her... on purpose, though. On purpose. Mm-hmm. And she revealed herself. No Like bases. Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm, nothing. Were they nice? I don't... Oh, I'm saved. Girl, I did not go look. <laughs> I thought they were... I mean, yeah. yeah. But it, it was just why. It's, yeah. Where was she? What was it, the setting? I don't even know. But I have a question. I think sometimes on people's birthday, people get really wild. Have you ever noticed that? Was it her birthday? I don't know. But the song says, do it like it's my birthday. So probably the spirit of birthday got on her. And the next thing you know, she started getting loose. Because I think a lot of people on their birthday, they get wild. I don't. (laughs) What about you, Reynolds? I don't. What happened last year on your birthday? What birthday? Your birthday. Did anything exciting happen? I don't think so. Nothing eventful at all. I don't know. You sure? 
All right, recently I was on TikTok and I heard a man say, we should get rid of expectations in relationships. He went on to say, when you expect something, you are determining how an external person should operate, which is basically control. Do you agree? Do you believe we should get rid of all expectations in relationships? No. I do and I don't. I do and I don't. Okay. Okay. Because I feel like we expect so much out of ourselves. So when you are with somebody who's your partner, especially like me, I'm married now. So that's my forever person. She's married. (laughs) (laughs) So you better believe that I'm going to have expectations for him and he needs to meet it. And I, you know, vice versa too. But isn't that control? No, I don't think so. It's I don't a, think so. It's an external factor, like the man said. But what if you make those expectations known in the beginning and they choose to stay with you? They choose to, you know, grow your relationship. How's that control? They knew what they what you expected and what they were going into. But it's still control. No, they can I mean, choose yeah. to do what they like. It's a mutual thing. Like you got in the relationship together. You laid it out. This okay. is what I, I want from you. Okay. What I want from a partner. Okay. And is that you? Are you that person? And they said, yeah. So they better live up to that. Exactly. Whoa. <laughs> I, I, I get what y'all are saying. I, I don't think it's anything. I'm being playing devil's advocate. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with expectations, but I don't think uh, my counselor always says uh, the distance between um, is expectation. Oh, the distance between disappointment is the expectations. The distance between disappointment <laughs> is expectations and reality. Okay. And so for me not to be disappointed, I try not to expect too much from anybody. You That's know what enough. helps that is communication, I think. Yes. Yeah. If you communicate what you want, mm-hmm. you won't be disappointed. But a lot of times people don't communicate what they want and then they're disappointed. Right. Because we just expect everyone yeah. to be mind readers. You're like, oh, you should just get it. Like, I should expect you to be me to me. Yeah. And that don't ever happen. Yeah. Luna, do you have experience with that? <laughs> Yes, I do. I do. But it's my fault, right? Like I, every single time that has happened, it was because I didn't communicate. So I can't even say like, you know, yeah, just like you said, you have to communicate it. Good job, Julie. That's why she's married and we're not. (laughs) I'm probably not married because of, I've been having all these secrets for so long. I probably could have been married. All right. Researchers say, (laughs) researchers in the room. Oh, my God. (laughs) Researchers are saying that there has been an increase in people meeting their future soulmates uh, through dating apps rather than the old fashioned way of meeting in person. What are your opinions on dating apps? Love them. You love them? Yeah. I met Tommy on a dating app. Girl, get out of here. Yeah. But like six, seven years ago, and we never actually went on a date from the dating app, but we just met that way. Yeah. Well, it's a long story, but I met a lot of I met a lot of great people on dating. Apps. <laughs> they didn't make it down to the aisle, though. They did not. Dating apps are good because you know it saves time. You can just <laughs> look through their bio. You know exactly what you want. You see their height. You see their height. Yeah. Is job, height important to y'all? I mean, Quan they do. Quan said they lie about their height. Some people do if they're in, not confident about their height. Yeah, I never believe the five tens. Uh, but I also have not been on them for a very long time, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is height important to you? Height is someone. Okay, I'm tall. I'm five. Yeah, you are nine, tall. Woman. You know, so yeah. I I need a guy that's at least my height. Yeah, is yeah. Tommy your height? He's he's six feet. Okay, because I'm wow. thinking, I think yeah, no, he's taller than you. Yeah, 
Yeah. So it is important. You know what, though? Like, the thing about dating apps is I think we're so stuck on finding that perfect person or the one that, like, fits exactly what we're looking for. Exactly. Versus if we find someone organically at a bar, Mm -hmm. you just, you know, it doesn't matter if they're kind of short. It doesn't matter if they're not quite... Okay, like some girls are only looking for guys that are over six. Mm-hmm. So, like, if they're 5'10. <laughs> Julie, why can't you just say six feet tall? Because you know some of our brains oh are not safe. Oh, my saved. goodness. I, I was not thinking this that. This is actually. not safe for church. I was not thinking. <laughs> is that what you were thinking over there? I don't know. See, it's given episode one. All we need is Ivan to be here and we'll be in trouble. You should have zoomed him. Or- I tried to Skype him in, but maybe India's sick. I know. Mm. Parenthood. Indeed. Come on. Are you about that? You want a baby soon? Maybe like next year. Oh. Yeah. Oh, we got to get some more turnips. I know. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. This summer. Yeah, this summer we got to go up. Mm -hmm. It's the hot girl summer. We don't know because we don't even know how long I'll be here. I'm kidding. I'm being funny. (laughs) Don't do that to me. I mean, I'll be here in the world to live forever. Hallelujah. But, anyways, (laughs) um, where are we at? Oh my God, Julie, because you are here, and I mean, Julie is like a food influencer to the top tier. I mean, Julie <laughs> literally eats at every restaurant in Las Vegas. If you are have a restaurant, you need Julie to come and, and rate it, recommend it, try it. I'm telling you, people call, I'm not even being funny. I have been to restaurants with Julie because they want her to come and just taste the food because she's like important when in, the, in the food industry in Vegas. All right, so okay, if people are coming to Vegas to visit, what are your top three restaurants you recommend? All right. We just did a staycation at Circa in downtown. Have you guys been there before? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, we have been to Circa. Mm -hmm. Yes. I I loved it. I loved it. Great hotel room. Stadium swim is awesome. We went to the steakhouse there. Berries. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Amazing. The lobster mac and cheese. Is it true, though, that you're not supposed to swim in their pool? Like, they say no swimming. Like, like not go in? You can go in, but Uh they're like, it's not a swimming pool. It's like you sit in the water. Yeah, you just sit in the water. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I thought that was a joke, but I guess (laughs) It's oh, real. it's not meant to swim? Well, mm-hmm. I don't think it's deep enough. And there's so many people. People are dancing in the pool. You know, yeah. it gets wild. You're just in there to Ooh. stay cool. Yeah. Okay. It's probably like, you know, who I'm, knows what it's they It's the perfect pool for us colored yeah, people. Because <laughs> we don't know how to swim. Do you know how to swim? Well, I definitely know how to swim. I don't know how to swim. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought that was like a black people thing. They don't know how to swim. Mm, yeah, no, I know how to okay, swim. Okay, praise God. That's okay, babe. You'll get it one day. <laughs> All right. So, so that place. Oh, yeah, berries at berries. Um, Then there's Mott 32 if you like Asian food. And I oh. think that's from, like Venetian or Palazzo. Okay. Their duck is amazing. Have you ever had duck? I don't eat duck, honey. I eat chicken. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's time to try new things. No, I don't like to try nothing new. It's so good. I dream about it. I tried duck, duck one time. Okay. It was like a 13 course meal at this Japanese restaurant. Did you like it? Mm-mm. It was okay. Did you pay for that 13 course meal? No, it was a work thing. Oh, I thought it was a date. I was like, dang, you got no, a meal with. It was, it was a work thing. No. <laughs> well, if you ever want to try it, you should. You have to reserve the duck in advance. Um, girl, I, I don't have duck money yet. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> I got Chick-fil-A money. No duck money. Okay. <laughs> um, the third place... Esther's Kitchen. Oh, Everybody yes. says that. I've never you had it. Go. I haven't had it, but I've heard a lot of people say it. Yeah. My friends, a lot of my friends like Esther's Kitchen. We have to go there this week. So good. Yes. Wow. Let's go. Okay. It's good. I trust everything Julie says. Oh, she could too. tell me to like the best restaurant in the world is in like some random city in Vietnam and I would go. 
<laughs> I don't know if I would be there. <laughs> I would say have fun. I well, like chicken and fries. Like it don't take a lot for me. Yeah. Like uh, if it you're has really hard. Maybe that's something we need to discuss. A topic for this episode is going out with you. Going. You whoa. have to mentally prepare yourself. Wow. <laughs> He's so picky. No, I'm not. I have, most places have chicken strips and fries or chicken oh, and yeah. fries. I made chicken one time and you came over and you didn't want to eat it because it was dark meat. Mm. I what does it mean dark meat? Mm. <laughs> oh, y'all are really trying to make me not be safe like for church <laughs> y'all are really trying to make me not be safe for church all right let's get into the topic of the day <laughs> all right the topic today is there's a whole lot of money in this ain't gonna finish it all right recently i had a conversation with a friend we talked about the term f you money f you money is where you have so much money you don't care about what anyone else thinks today we will discuss the benefits the burdens and the ideas around f you money because i believe there's a whole lot of money in this mother god bless her come on (laughs) all right all right the first question is this do you guys believe money makes you happy yeah. Whoa. Like she said that with no hesitation. <laughs> if you know Luna, I'm you not shots. Okay, relax. Girl, I'm just saying. <laughs> Luna, she lives a bougie life. I can't she keep does. up. She does. No, I don't. I she cannot. only drinks Pellegrino. Literally. And it has everywhere to be the glass goes. kind, yeah. Everywhere she goes. Mm-hmm. Just... You guys, plastics it's bad for you. I'm drinking out of a plastic <laughs> cup right now, but it's it's not good for you. But I think it does. I feel like a lot of the issues that if you ask people like what are the biggest problems in your life it could probably be caused I mean it could probably be solved with money mm-hmm. and I'm not saying the money itself makes me happy but I think the ability to like yeah. resolve those issues yeah I agree yeah but I don't think you should be like that should be something you're striving for every single day of your life all you think about absolutely not but like even somebody that you know we think like the easiest things or the most simple things to be grateful for like a shelter bed like our food yeah. water those are easily accessible with a little bit of money, yeah. right? And the more glamorous things in life as well. So anyone who says no to this, I'm gonna I'm convinced they're a liar. Julia, are you gonna say no? Oh no. Okay, good. I love money. <laughs> <laughs> make it rain. Make it make it rain. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And in a relationship, I feel like money me asking someone if they have a lot of money, like that's not the right question. It, mm-hmm. It's like finding somebody whose lifestyle matches yours. Right? I literally just said that. But <laughs> some of these people be having lifestyles that match yours, but it's on credit and not debit. Ooh. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I don't want no. I don't. I don't. Cause looks can be deceiving. I know people who come off like they got money mm-hmm. and their car don't be going through. Yeah. Yeah. That's sad. So, I don't know. Don't match my lifestyle. I want to see your bank account. Well, okay. I mean, hopefully there's a better way to approach that. Is money a non-negotiable in a relationship for you guys? I mean, I'm not going to date a broke person. (laughs) Okay, but what about work? What about work broke? Like somebody who works hard and right now they're in a season where they just have to work hard. And till they get to where they want to be. But you see, oh, okay, yeah, but yeah, you yeah. see the determination it, in yes. them. Mm-hmm. If I was younger, like you guys, you know, I'm old now. <laughs> I'm 31. I'm 31. You're not old. Or you're not old. Uh, I, yeah, I would totally go for someone who was determined, ambitious, grinding hard. And if at this present moment they didn't have a lot of money or they weren't wanting to spend money because they were saving it for something in the future, I think that would attract me still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What about you? I wouldn't say it's a non-negotiable. <laughs> I've been on both 
ends of the spectrum. I've seen both extremes. I've been with guys that I had to take care of everything. And I've been with guys that didn't let me take care of a single thing. Yeah. And they were millionaires and whatever. And the best relationships I've had so far have been with people that were somewhat equal or at least close. And I think that's because we match each other's level. Like we meet each other where we're at. Yeah. So if I want to do a certain thing, I don't have to think of this above his means. Like, is this not something that he can do or vice versa? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that is more important to me, like at least being somewhat close, but I'm not going to say some non-negotiable in the sense that like, I need to be with a rich man Yeah. because I know I'm, I can take care of myself if worse comes to worse. I just need someone that can meet me where I'm at. And that's not just with money. That's in every aspect of life. And yes, there are going to be times where like one person needs a little more support yep. and whatever, but average, like over the timeline, I need somebody that's at least like where I'm at. And I always say, that's not shallow. I don't care what people say. Come for me. DMs are open. Instagram is public. But <laughs> but Dang. I don't think it's shallow to ask for something that you can provide yourself. I don't think that's shallow at all. Uh, yeah, I think for me, what I have realized in this season, I mean, I've lost a lot of money uh, with some of my decisions doing this <laughs> podcast. And last week uh, coming out, uh, it's been crazy. And for me, I don't know if I'm so like caught up on the money thing. I'm more caught up on the like, I just want to be able to live a stable life, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like pay my bills, still go shopping. So I don't have to be rich. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have to be a rich person, but I want to be able to do everything I want to do. Does that sound bad? No. You want to be able to do everything you want to do. Yes. So I guess <laughs> I do want to have somebody with money. Yeah. But I feel like, yeah. Would you guys rather take care of somebody? Or would you rather be taken care of? Like if you oh. had a lot, you could, if you could be rich, you know, and take care of somebody. Because some people really love to do that and that, that makes them feel good. But some people want to be taken care of. So who are you guys? I would rather somebody take, what I mean, when taken care of, that's what I mean. I would not mind being in a relationship. Say somebody had a lot of money and they pay all the bills and like, and I, maybe I have my own job and I'm just providing for myself and they're taking care of everything else. But I don't think that's taken care of. I mean, that's just me. They have more money than me and, they need to, and they're going to pay the bills. <laughs> I think it depends on where you're at in the relationship. Yeah. If I have been taking care of them from the day that we met, I bought the first drink. <laughs> I'm paying your rent. <laughs> Absolutely not. But if we've been together forever and ever and like 10 years into the relationship, he's my husband and something happens. He wants to follow his passion or he loses his job. That's different. That's my husband. I've committed my life to him. Yeah. I don't think I could do that for a boyfriend yeah. or somebody I'm dating. Well, in a dating relationship, I'm not taking care of nobody. Mm -hmm. Like, we we are equal. We are, you know. But what if you've been together for a very long time and he falls on, like, hard times? I don't care. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't either. Like, <laughs> I'm not like that. Like, no, let me not say that. Because like, I, I would say I'm, I'm, like, I'm not in a hard time season, but I'm, like, in a season where I'm trying to figure out my next thing. Yeah, yeah. And... I guess I don't really ever want to depend on somebody that much. Exactly. And that's my personality, though. So yeah. I hope I will be with somebody who's such a go-getter that, like, I'm not out here trying to depend on nobody. Like, I'm going to yeah. try to figure it out. Okay, like, I need to work here. I need to do this. So, like, mm -hmm. when I say a go-getter, that's what I mean. Like, I don't, like, I'm not sitting around looking for somebody to give me a handout. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel like at some point in a relationship, you have to be like, ready to take care of someone. Like... That's a marriage. Yes, but before you're married, you discuss your intent to be married. At yes. that point, you may as well be engaged. If you're engaged, you're telling me 
you wouldn't help your partner? Because I, I would. would. Okay. I would engage, yes. But it's different. We're coming together. We're merging our exactly. money together. It depends on how long we've been together. If we've been together two or three years and you fall on hard times, of course. Yeah, yeah move in with me. Whatever we need to do, like, let's figure it out. Mm, and, oh, God. <laughs> We won't be doing it because I'm saved. I'm waiting until marriage. Um, oh, no. <laughs> that's so precious. I pray I am. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna really try. I'm not being funny because I don't. You know, once you no, start having you, sex, it com- yeah. it confuses it confuses everything. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it depends on how long we've been together. I think you have to do what you would want them to do for you. Yes. And I know that eventually, I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom for the rest of my life, but for like a year or two after I have kids, I want to be focused on my kids and yeah. not work. So I have to be willing to do the same thing for him. If after those two years, when I go back, he's like, okay, now my turn to spend some time with the kids. I have to be willing. Like I always say, you got to match the energy. Like you have to do yes. what you want to be done for you. So yes, not for a random dude I'm dating, probably not for a boyfriend fiance onward i would support yeah and to me i think in a relationship and i I might not know because i you know i haven't been in many uh but i just think it's like you're supposed to outdo each other with love and so like that's the goal (laughs) so like if if that person's on hard times i want to be there and if i'm on hard times i want you to be there like let's outdo each other with love like you can never out love somebody Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i don't know that's what i want to do when i get in a relationship beautiful i'm ready to out love somebody i want to be out loved in every (laughs) single way that Emotionally, new yes. Tinder bio. I'm, <laughs> I'm good, but I'll keep I'll keep it in the back of my head. <laughs> All right. Recently, I was listening to a clip of a pastor, and he said we should chase our calling over our money. Mm. Do you agree? Okay. When I heard this, let me say what I think. <laughs> I think it's easy for pastors to say that when they have a lot of money, because. If I'm out here just chasing my calling, I think my calling is to inspire, to in- encourage people. Sometimes to inspire ain't, ain't no check, ain't no money. <laughs> so you have to be doing something. You know what I mean? I just, I don't know. That's hard. Yeah. What if in order to do your calling, you need money? You do. And it's yeah. not just going to fall out of the sky. <laughs> like, you got to do the work. In my mind. Yeah, yeah, you got to go to work. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's I'm seeing it through the lens of a Christian person. Yes. And I think if you are truly aligned with your calling, you will be provided for. You will be taken care yes. of. Yes. But there might be like a struggle period, right? Yes. Like it's not like you have a dream and God speaks to you and you figure out what your calling is the next day, wake up with the exact amount of money you need to do to pursue that calling. So I think it's just a matter of patience yes. and really leading into your faith and like making sure you figure out what that is. But yeah, it's it's tough. I don't think our passions will always make us money, though. Yeah, and I and I think sometimes with calling is it's like uh, Joseph in the Bible. He had a calling and he was going to rule at the end of the story, but he had to go through the pit. He had to, and all that stuff was developing him so he could be the best at his calling, so he could develop character, so he could develop perseverance, so he could develop a whole. And I think a lot of times yeah. uh, we can be walking out our calling and sometimes we may find ourselves in pit seasons and it's like, oh my gosh, what is going on? But the pit season is only producing character in us so we can really walk out our calling at a higher level. That was wonderful. The Sunday sermon over here. That was beautiful. You know, I used to be a pastor. Ooh. Come on, hallelujah. Um, wait, you guys, so are pastors allowed to be rich? <laughs> I mean, they, they are. are. <laughs> they I don't are? know if they're allowed, what? but... They are, really? I'm oh, not boy. trying to be... Guess what? I, st- I promised I wasn't going to be shady no more. I've no always said that was the weirdest thing to me, though. What is rich to you, though? Like, what, so much, much money? money that you have private jets just to take you to... But a- some of them have other businesses and books. 
Yes. Oh yeah, like what if they invest money? Like T.D. Yeah. Jakes is like one of the greatest preachers in the world. Like, yeah. And he has TV shows. He has books. Yeah. He has conferences. Like, so. I think it's all a matter of what they do with it, though. Like, y- yes. are they giving back? Are they giving their ten percent? Like, what is the situation there? A lot right? of giving their ten percent back to their church. Okay. Wait, but shouldn't they give more than 10%? Like, I don't know how that works. I don't know the logistics of giving to your own church. I don't know what that is like. When I worked at churches, I always give 10% to the place that, so. Yes, but that's, I think that's different. You weren't I wasn't making making a lot of money. Yeah. I think if, I don't know, that, that, it just confuses me. I was making great money. I don't want to sound shady. I promise. (laughs) I'm serious. God has healed me and he's healing me and I'm not trying to go back. Not private jet money. Not like seven houses money. I think if, this is my thing. I have been in churches where I know that there have been pastors who has raised offerings to pay their car notes. I think that is a sin. That is wrong. That is mm. wild. But I think there is a reasonable amount of money for a pastor to make. I think yeah. if you have a big church, I wouldn't be mad if you're in the six figures. Yeah. I don't think that's crazy. Yeah. I don't think six figures are crazy. But if you're in the millions and you got an average and you got like 500 people in your church, yes, I think you're going to hell. You, you need to repent. Yeah. And Jesus is still for you. Like he's for me and he's for everybody. <laughs> but like, that ain't right. Like, no, I, I like somebody like, um, oh my gosh, I was watching that um, show on uh, BT plus all called kingdom. And uh, oh my God, the show is so good. It's about um, a stripper who becomes a Christian singer. People are judging her. I mean, it's just, I mean, those, I mean, the season I'm in, I, f- I felt like I was a stripper. I'm telling you. <laughs> I felt like I could relate to her story. Like people misunderstand you, not understand it. But I'm healing God is good. And uh, like the pastor they had a lot of money and all that. And like I was like, oh, it just didn't sit right with me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the logistics at all. So I don't think I should speak on this. But from an outsider's perspective, I think if you are a pastor that makes millions, you need to be giving back a lot of that. Yeah, because you wouldn't have that if it wasn't for the people. That so, what about a Christian who makes millions? Should they be giving a lot of it back too? Then, of course, but I think for them, the expectations are not as high because they're not profiting off, off of a of congregation. Yeah. Like, that's crazy to me. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But again, yeah, don't and I don't, me. and that, and that was always my thing. <laughs> that was one of the reasons. Like, I, I always was like, and I was always confused, like with the money thing in church. Like, and yes, I've got paid in church. <laughs> I literally a lot of my life has been. I mean, the things I have has been because I worked at church mm-hmm. and I used to always wonder, like, how much is too much? Like, should I really be? Because then it's like, it's more like a business than like church. Mm-hmm. It, it becomes like that. You know what I mean? It's like, <coughs> am I not saying things because of business or am I not saying things because of God? Like, it's just, it makes it things uncomplicated. I don't know. I don't know if God wanted us to be millionaires off of church yeah. and off of, you know what I mean? Like, these are gifts he gave us. But then it's like, God gave a, a rapper a gift. It's just different. I don't, yeah, it's complicated. I don't know. I sound crazy, don't I? Yeah. I'm, no, you don't sound crazy. It's <clears throat> complicated. I just, I feel like they have to keep in mind that a lot of people are looking up to them. So there's a different kind of pressure on them. Yeah. So if they don't see you giving back, but they see you with the new Yeezy shoes every single Sunday, like that's mm-hmm. not a good look. And but a lot of times when you're a pastor, people give you stuff. Cause I've got, I've gotten a lot of stuff given to me. I've got Chanel given to me. I've got Gucci given to me. You know what I mean? Like as a gift, not cause I, you know what I mean? So I think it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. But, you know, God judges the heart and God knows if somebody's doing right with money. I have seen pastors abuse money and abuse spiritual gifts uh, to make profit. And I've seen their ministries go to crumble. Yeah. And it always happens. You know, God, God gets people. 
And that's what I don't worry. When I give my tithes and I give my 10%, I don't worry. Because if you, if you are messing with me, God is going to get you. <laughs> God is going to, God, 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 God will spend the block for me and my money. <laughs> Period. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. What does having a healthy relationship with money look like then? What's a healthy relationship with money? This is hard. Do you want to do you want to start us off, Pastor? Let's get some wisdom know. before we answer. A healthy relationship with money? I don't know what a health. I think being. I think having enough saving. Yeah. And like doing stuff for other people. Yeah. And not being stressed about it. Like I want to be able to. If my friend called me and needed two thousand dollars, like oh here. Yeah. And like give it to them and not worry about getting it back. Mm. Like we can pray about that last part. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like you have to know your means, right? And yes. you, there's a lot of education that's needed that we're not taught. Getting we're not yeah. yeah, we're not taught. So definitely at least now we're in the day and age where you can it's a simple Google search. It's a video on TikTok, a thirty yeah. second video that shows you how to budget. Knowing your means making sure your needs are taken care of. And I think wants are also very important, but like sporadically, yes. at least until you have enough to like do yeah. more. So I think that's what healthy looks like for me, but it depends person to person. There's people that make a lot more than me and they don't even think about their needs. Everything's on auto pay and they just like live their best life. In Jesus name, one day I will be there. I but receive it. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> right now I just, I just make sure everything that I need is taken care of and I have enough to do the things I want as well. And that's what healthy looks like for me. But I don't think that will be the same for everyone. I, I feel like it's all similar because I, I relate to you guys too. That's what I feel like too. Living not above your means, making sure you're putting something into savings, but yeah. also enjoying your current life, right? Yeah. Like I'm not all about saving, saving, saving only for the future. We're never going to be this young ever yeah. again. Woo. Like I want to live my best life now Girl, without going overboard and then having a nice life in the future as well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I want, yeah, I want to enjoy right now, but I also want to enjoy the future. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. And the one thing that I will never feel guilty about, sometimes, you know, those purchases that make you feel guilty, you look back and you're like, I shouldn't have done that. The one thing is travel. I've never regretted a yes. trip. Never regretted Girl, a vacation. Me either. Me I either. I could come back in debt. And I Did you regret our, my LA birthday trip? No, actually, I was talking to a friend of ours that was on that trip with us today, and we were talking about how fun it was. I know. I think I'm going to plan something in Vegas in August. There, I just, I don't know if I'll be there. You but, will be here you know, for the, the. I have a lot happening in August. I want to <laughs> invite you. To, it's going to be great. I want to invite all my close friends to Vegas. Okay. I'm going to invite you on the podcast. I guess I'm inviting everybody, but. It's going to be great. It's going to be big. Oh, gosh. Does it have to be August? It, I, the Lord told me August. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about <laughs> Something about the eight. Something about eight. Don't eight mean. What does eight mean in the spirit? Like new, new beginnings? Spirit. New beginnings? Infinity. Completion? I don't know. It means something. I grew up in church. <laughs> All right, we're wrapping up this episode. But guess what? We got to do 1-800-ASK-A-SAINT. It says, hey, Saints and Aints, I love this podcast. Even if you don't say that, I always type that in because I just feel like that's a good segue because I want you to love this podcast. So I'm going to speak it. You love this podcast. This is the number one podcast in America in Jesus name. Amen. With Jesus, I am everything. Without him, I am nothing. All right. Renaud, you shared some heavy stuff last week. I did. How are you feeling today? And what is next for you when it comes to worship leading in church? Wow. I don't know. 
<laughs> the music sounds good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just want to vibe. Uh, I don't know what's next. Um, yeah, last week I shared a lot and um, it has affected my life a lot. Um, I've lost thousands of dollars. Uh, I've lost opportunities. But um, I've gained my peace and uh, I feel like a burden has been lifted off of me. And uh, I would rather people, you know, love me for me uh, rather than me putting on or acting like something I'm not. And uh, I think sometimes when I think about at the end of the day, like I just always wanted to use my gifts for God. And uh, I pray that um, one day I will be able to do that again in the setting of a church. And uh, until the time comes, um, I will be your local frequent visitor um, in the back row with my hat, uh, getting my praise on because I know God is worthy of praise. And, um, I know that, um, the church is for me. Um, I love the church. Um, uh, there are some great churches in Vegas and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give God my praise and I'm gonna worship with the saints. And, uh, I just may not be on the stage right now. Uh, but I remember I was in a service one time and a lady said, uh, nobody can silence a voice that's meant to be heard. Mm. And uh, if God wants to use me in the in the way of singing, uh, he will open up that door for me. And if not, you'll just catch me on this podcast every week. It's, it's a crazy season, literally four months. This is episode 16, four months. We've been doing this thing and here we are. Uh, but I've seen the hand of God. He's been so faithful. So that's my <laughs> two cents on all of that. Praise the name of the Lord, our God. Amen. All right. It's been addiction, but I can't let you leave without a word of the day. Um, I want to read Galatians 6 and 9 before um, this year. Um, that was my theme scripture. And it uh, just says, don't grow weary and well-doing for in due season you will reap if you faint not. And uh, I have found myself in a season where I'm always like, God, it, it is hard. It's, it's not easy. And uh, But I will not grow weary in doing well. I won't grow weary in telling the truth. I won't grow weary, weary in doing everything that he called me to do. And um, I want you to do that same thing in your life. Things will happen. Storms will come. I literally was watching this TikTok. I'm always watching something. And uh, she literally was talking about how uh, it can't rain forever. You know, like some days it'll rain, but it can't rain every day. Like, so it may rain for a little bit. It may rain a little bit more, but eventually the rain has to stop. But a lot of times we're like rushing and like wanting the rain to stop. But it's like, no, what am I supposed to learn in the rain? Or how do I find joy in the rain? Mm-hmm. Like you can learn something from the season. Mm-hmm. And once you learn what you're supposed to learn, the rain will go away and the sun will shine again. But why it's raining, you should be saying, what am I supposed to learn? Or how can I find contentment? How can I find joy in the rain? And to me, that's really just not growing weary and doing well. So continue to do well, continue to show up. And baby, I'm not waiting for spring, winter, fall, or summer, I'm waiting for due season because it's going to read if I faint not. All right, all right, all right. Well, y'all, if you want to sponsor an episode on here, you can email the not safe for church podcast at gmail.com. I would like to thank my co-hosts, my sponsors, and remind everybody to like, comment, and subscribe. I want to thank Clurban, uh, I want to thank Claiborne, <laughs> Claiborne Urban Loops for this great music, and I want you to like, comment, and subscribe. Send this podcast to a million people because we're going up. Follow us on IG at NSFC Podcast. Until the next time, Jesus is for everybody. Even me. Come on. (laughs) And you.
And your grandma and your ex. And your baby dad. <laughs> <laughs>